I'll bypass all the stuff and be obedient. The only one I won't is Bishop. We love our Bishop. We love him. We wouldn't be where we're at without him. He is a true apostle of God, and we love him. You may be seated for time's sake. I'm actually going to put my little stopwatch on because I, I want to be very respectful for everybody who is here. Uh, if you go ahead and uh, turn to your Bibles, uh, Bishop say Job, but Job, uh, chapter 42, and we're going to start in verse 12. You may re remain seated. Um, Job 42, 12, and I'll kind of skip around here on some of the um, scriptures here. For time's sake, I'm going to get started. I hear pages going, but the Lord will direct you soon. Uh, now the Lord bless the latter days of Job more than his beginning, for he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 female donkeys. He also had seven sons and three daughters. And then let's go ahead and skip down to verse 16. It says, After this, Job lived 140 years and saw his children and grandchildren for four generations. So Job died old and full of days. Bishop, if you would pray for the message, please. In the name of Jesus, Lord, your presence is manifest here. Your anointing is resting on your man's servant. I'm asking, oh God, that this word go forth in power liberty, demonstration, and manifestation. Let it fall on good ground and let it prosper where you sin it today. We give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together one more time for God. We love you, Lord. The title of my message this morning is simply when God turns it around. When God turns it around. You look at Job and you look at the ending of his story and you're like, man, he's a blessed man. He, God has, has blessed him uh, over in abundance in his life. He's given him twice as much as he had in the beginning. And you would look at the ending and say, man, he's a blessed, he's a blessed man. He probably didn't go through anything. And we know, you know, hearing this story and, and being very familiar with Job that there was a price to pay for what he had at the end of his life. He didn't just get it just to get it because he was a blessed man. He was blessed in the beginning, but he was also blessed in the ending. But it was what would happen in the middle would dictate it where he would be at the end of his life. And the blessing and the anointing that he would have on his life was the way that he reacted when everything else was taken away from him. We know in Job chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, it says, And there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright and one who feared God and shunned evil. Verse 2 says, And seven sons and, and three daughters were born to him. Verse 3, also his possessions were 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very large household, so that man, that this man was greatest of all the people in the east. That is such a, a, a very heavy weight to carry when God is saying this man, he's, he's the greatest man in the east. He's there. He's one who fears God. But the, with the, the blessing that he has on him, also there's a price to pay. Job didn't do anything wrong in the sight of God. It was actually reversed. 
that he did things so good when the devil went up and Satan went up into heaven and he was having a discussion with God. And he said, man, he goes, where do you come from? He said, I've been coming from the earth. I've been traveling to and fro looking for something. He said, have you, have, have you looked at my servant Job? It was God who recommended him. It was God that, it, that it was, the Job had stood out in his mind that said, why don't you go ahead and test him? And Satan said, no, no, because you have a hedge around him. If you remove that hedge, he'll curse you. If you remove that protection, he'll curse your name. And you won't be the God that you thought you were. All of a sudden, and I'm just going to paraphrase this story for time's sake, but all of a sudden God removes the hedge and says you can touch him and you can do whatever you want, but you can't take his life. And you know what? All of a sudden, within 24 hours, all of a sudden destruction and turmoil came on Job's life. We look at it and the thieves had came and they stole his livestock. We look at the fire from heaven that also came down and consumed the livestock also. We look at the natural disaster when the wind started blowing and the four corners of the house fall in and all of a sudden his ten children are gone. And he looks at his whole life. You look at it and you look at his financial portfolio and you say, man, he's a blessed man. But all of a sudden, everything that he had, every blessing that he had on his life was taken. The only thing that was left with him was his wife, but that's a different message for a different day. So he's there, and all of a sudden, everything is gone. Everything that he loved. Everything that, that he just had such passion for. And in verse 20, verse 22, it says, Then Job arose, he tore his robe, and shaved his head, and he fell to the ground. And what? He worshipped. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord taketh away. But what? Bless me, the name of the Lord. Everything was taken from him. And the two things he did, the way he reacted and the way he responded was he fell down on the ground, prostrate. It is a position that is very humbling before someone who is honorable and royalty. And he was there flat on the ground. And he said, blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm telling you, when things come in your life and all of a sudden God just removes that head and says, hey, how about Brother Tolliver? Uh, Satan says, what about him? You have a hedge around his life. He said, remove it and see if he'll bless my name. It's the reaction that we have and the response that we have in our spirit when everything goes wrong. We can shut down on God and say, God, why me? We can look at our lives and say, I was blessed. Why would you take everything that I worked so hard for? What did I do wrong, God? And God is saying, it's not what you did wrong, it's what you did right. I'm telling you, when I was getting ready here, and I was getting, I had a whole different message, and it was kind of Father, I'm sorry, it's not Father's Day themed this one, but the first one I had was, and God said, that's not what I want you to speak. He said, I want you to speak to my people who have been going through a lot of turmoil in their life. People who think they have lost everything. People who looks like their account is just dwindling down. And he's there and he says, hey, he says, even though everything has just been going to wreck and everything has just crumbled before them, there are those who have looked at me and said, blessed be the name of the Lord. 
I'm telling you, I don't care what your life looks like right now. And it might be years and years that you've been going through this. God said, not me. God said he's about to turn it around this day, this hour. What the devil has stole from you, God said it's about time that we enter into the enemy's camp and we start taking back what he stole from us. I'm telling you, there's nothing you've done wrong. It's what you've done right. And God is saying, will you bless my name when everything is taken? There's two things he's looking for. He's looking for your reaction, and he's looking for your response this morning. I'm, I'm sorry, this ain't a traditional message, but I'm telling you, there's people who God wants to bless this morning. There's people who've been struggling financially, and God said, no, they've been coming on Thursday nights trying to learn my word so they can share it with the lost. They're coming on the first and third Monday to pray to me and lift my name for guidance. Why won't I bless them? Why won't I turn it around? Why won't I pour out the blessings and open the windows of heaven and let it pour on my people? We look at the things in our life and we're there. We say, hey, you know, Lord... Lord, help me. And what happens is there's those who respond negatively like his wife. In Job 2, 9 and 10, it says, Then his wife said to him, Do you hold fast to your integrity? Are you still going to be that man of integrity when you have nothing? You listen here to what she has to say in verse 10. It says, but he said to her, you speak as one of a foolish woman speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from, I want you to hear this. Shall we indeed accept good from God? And shall we not accept adversity? In all that this Job did not sin with his lips, there was a decision. And you know what? I, I love this passage right here. And I used to just smack, you know, his wife spiritually because of the response that she had. But you know what? He wasn't the only one that lost everything. She lost everything also. Her children were gone. Her financial portfolio was gone also. Every piece of property and livestock that they had was gone also. So she was in a grieving process. And I love the humanity piece of it because you know what? It's real. We don't always just see God pull the rug from us and we're like, bless the name of the Lord. Can I be real with you? There are times that God will pull the rug, you fall on the ground, and you're there, and you say, God, why me? Yes, sir. Why not somebody else? Because God is like, if you want to testify, if you want to preach, and you want to teach about the things of God and the things that are in this Bible, there are some things that you have to go through. I'm telling you, there's people who will be there who ministers and people who will teach and people who, who will tell you things. And all they've ever done is read it out of the book. All they've ever done is glean off of someone else's problem and someone else's testimony and someone else's success. And all of a sudden, they come into churches and they try to tell you how to, how to grow your church and how to get through adversity. And they've never been through nothing themselves. 
You know how I can preach this message? Because I've been through this. I've been at the edge of financial ruins. I've been where almost everything was taken from me. And you know what? At the end of it, I said, blessed be the name of the Lord. If you take everything, I'll still serve you. I'm telling you, you don't know what it's like when you try to make a sandwich and you only got one piece of bread. You're trying to make a grilled cheese and you have to fold that bread and then grill it on both sides. Having breakfast for dinner. Ramen, you're going to have ramen so many ways. You can throw hot dogs in it, put soy sauce in it, put hot sauce in it, and all this. You get tired after a while. I'm telling you, I've been there before. Bishop, we've been where it's poverty. We've been where I've had to take my wife out on date night to KFC so that we can lick other people's fingers. I don't know if you've ever been there. I'm just kidding. My wife, she wouldn't stay with me. I don't think if I had done that to her. I would have done I was hungry. I was that hungry. But I'm telling you, it's, not, it's, it's nothing bad that you're going through right now. I'm telling you, it was a few. I don't know if it was the last message I preached or the one before, but God had brought it back to my, my remembrance yesterday. And he said, tell my people, there's people that cars are going to be given to. There's houses that are going to be given to them. There's financial blessings out of nowhere that's going to come to them. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to have faith this morning. God is about to do it. He's about to pour out the blessings because you have been faithful through everything. Why should we be some of the most blessed people? The Lord said that this church would be a beacon that sits on a hill. There's got to be churches that look at us and say, hey, I know they've been through something, but they're still blessed. I know that they have went through turmoil in the past, but they're growing. They're looking at us as the example. We are the light, that beacon on a hill. Let your light shine. We know, we know that in the latter days of Job, he was blessed twice as much. And you look at the livestock, everything, and even in his children, even though he didn't have 20 at the end, God blessed him with new children, 10 new children that were there. And it says that his daughters were the most beautiful women that were in that, that land, in that territory. And I'm telling you, if you'll change your mindset and say, God, not me, and say, God, why not me? And look at him and say, God, through everything I've been through, this day, I'm going to praise your name. This day, I'm going to bless you in the midst of every turmoil in the midst of every financial ruin and God you've never changed you will never change and I know that this day God you're about to turn it around